Lord, for what you're doing for us in this camp, Lord. We trust that this model of discipleship, Lord, that you have opened our hearts, that Lord, and moved them to remove ourselves from the equation and let your spirit dictate to us the path that we should go. Lord, we pray that you'll open up our minds and our hearts so we can comprehend your deeper truth. We pray all in the name of your Christ. Amen. Good for those of us that were to do a recap, the PowerPoint with the key topics. We hope that we were called to. First John 2, 6 was our theme verse for the, just the intro. He that saith he abideth in him ought also so to walk even as he walked. He, Jesus Christ. We should walk that way. It is available. It is what God desires for the life of a believer. Is, is immutable. He's unchanging. He is God. He is there. He expects us to get there. He has given us the capacity, the capability through the power of his spirit to get there. If we're not there, we look here. What is our conversion? We've established that conversion is not the end. Our salvation, our conversion to Christ, our redemption is not the end. It is the beginning. It is the beginning of our walk with Christ. It is not the end. And we made even the story about a young person who said, I wish I could be converted the minute before I die. That way I'd be the most pure. That is false teaching. That is wrong. That is not when you are most pure. That is when you are saved. You grow into all truth as well. Obviously you are redeemed and pure from that point forward. We, become, we need to become as Christ and walk as he walked. We took a little poll. We said on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being an infant, someone who's just saved, baptized, redeemed, and 10 is walking as Christ walked. What do people around, what does individuals like you look around and say, where do I see the average believer? The number was a low number. Maybe staggeringly low, maybe not. Maybe that's what you'd have expected because that's what most people answered. 2.5 is where they see the average believer. And you know what? I, want, I shared this with somebody else. I didn't clarify this yesterday. How can that be? be? Part of that is we are viewed honestly and more accurately by those looking at us than when we evaluate ourselves. Not always by a lot, but by a point or two probably. And the reason is I, there's, a, there's a wonderful uh, point that goes, we evaluate ourselves by our intentions. Intents evaluate our actions. And a quick one, a quick example, how many times do you try to be late, you try to be somewhere on time, and you, if people just had 15 minutes, they're amazing, know what I came through. And they're going, what a sluggard, 20 minutes late, are they not organized, do they, they have nothing going on in their life, I know, I see it, they got nothing. <laughs> if they had as much to do as I did, and I got here on time. It's a two different perceptions. People evaluate us based on what we actually do, but we get caught up in, well, I know I didn't accomplish it, but I tend to. There's a gap there. I wanted to clarify that from yesterday. 2.5 average score. The central issue we defined yesterday. Too many believers are not attaining the new life in Christ. And we read many, many verses. Romans 6.4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Just another verse after we had you know, many, many verses. We should walk in newness of life. Too many believers are not attaining that new walk in life. It is a central issue. It is a central problem. It is a central dilemma that we're dealing with and that we're trying to attack. We, what is causing this? We went over many, many trends. I won't go into them as we established. All the trends lead up to a lack of teaching, a lack of learning, a lack of understanding, which are all a circle that go together, teaching, learning, understanding. Like a, like a parent teaches their children, you can't just do that once or twice and expect <coughs> obedience and understanding and growth. It is a major, major undertaking. So the concept of all of the trends, we established many of them, but that was yesterday. And for all of you that asked, we will definitely put the notes out there available to everybody. They'll be on the websites, we'll forward them out, emails, etc. But I'm hesitating to give them out today and tomorrow for, for several reasons. Lack of discipleship. 
question we asked to those of us now, we got a little more poignant because we we're a little bit more theoretical up to that point. Have we, as the fellowship of believers, as a church, as God's bride, have is necessary to bring converts into their possession of the new life in Christ? And we think corporate, I as just meet me, convert in my neck into that appropriate relationship, a new life in Christ? Or have I, to some degree, abdicated my role? That was the question. We define discipleship as most of us have historically been a part of it. We define discipleship that most of us have went through, and these are all good things. They're very good things foundationally to build upon. Sunday morning services, maybe services, youth groups for most of our churches. Most of our churches have Bible classes as well. For those of us that are fortunate enough, maybe a few ICFG retreats, other retreats, camps, maybe once a year. That was the beginnings of our discipleship. Good, but it clearly does not speak to the term of teaching. It is more about telling. And we defined it as warning, and I'll read it to you again. Discipleship, and this was just our human effort at this term. Discipleship is the level of empathy and concern for the convert where the mature brother or sister goes beyond telling to teaching, beyond explaining to showing, assisting, and holding accountable to growth. Was first become a do, learn of him. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Complement with additional learnings with mature brothers. Second Timothy two two. And, and these things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Third principle. Four. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is the order. Five. And baptizing them and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. These are the basic premises that we went through yesterday. Let's scan my notes real briefly. We attempted to define and set up that biblical discipleship of getting actively involved and assisting others in their growth starts here by becoming a disciple of Christ, by learning of him, by being mentored ourselves by those who have more experience and who have attained a deeper faith in, in our walk, accepting the gospel first to all men to salvation, and then number four, absolutely a growth, teaching them to observe they understand and observe to what they have heard. That we have for us today. Very, very not place live it, it, let's separate this now even have east coast and west coast you know fragments and, and issues going on on the east coast we tend to live somewhat more uh, next to each other or within a 10 20 mile radius you go to the west coast brothers and sisters might live an hour hour and a half hour 40 minutes there's a lot of things out that's a strong enough challenge for some people to get together on Sundays based on how far we are apart Okay, so how are we going to do something to get this actively involved in the lives of believers to actually disciple? That's what we're going to discuss today. Just today we have said in the covenant, let me just go over a few points that are contained in the we believe. And I brought from yesterday too. This is our statement of faith. It's, it's inside in there. And also here are, if anybody's interested, on this inside cover is our covenant of fellowship, the 12 points covenant of fellowship that we went over yesterday. And many of you, I think, are familiar with the blue, we believe. Too often, we don't even start with discipling here. This would be a wonderful place to start. There are, let me just read for you some of the points that are in there. I'm going to, I won't go over through all of them. But it's the second draft, 1987 is when we started. Read this one for you. We believe that all scripture, regardless 
who the human author was, is inspired by God, as men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit. We accept the Old and New Testament as the infallible Word of God and the authoritative guide for the faith and life of Christian discipleship. If you see, you'll, I'm going to give you a taste of how much the term and the concept of discipleship is within our covenants here and in the We Believe. We believe that the Holy Spirit empowers each believer, fills his heart with love for all, and moves him to practice ship. That again, empowers each believer, fills his heart, and moves him to discipleship. This is believers, therefore, as they yield to Christ and obey his word, in Christ the believer puts off the former way of life with us. Based on your read with that, as a whole the church in Christ's mission. Again, I'll get you the notes on most of these things. Same verses we used yesterday. We believe that the command of Jesus Christ is to preach the gospel and to make disciples of all nations. This is the primary task of the church. It is the mission of the church. Therefore, to demonstrate to the world the will of God and to witness to all people, Christ has the responsibility. Believers, thereby, are encouraged to live a life of Christian discipleship and to progress towards spiritual maturity so that the church will glorify God in the world. If I told you there's these are just a fragment of them, I'm not, obviously not even reading them all. We believe that the to lead equal stature in Christ, to remember the meaning of Christian discipleship, to, to promote the purity of the church, to counsel and to support the weak and the immature. It's the exact same phrasings, the exact same philosophies that we were discussing yesterday. And I think at this point I would just give you a taste of how much more there is over the points of what we believe. Again, I'll make the statement I made yesterday. If we did a fragment of what we believe, it would be a different place. I firmly believe that. We made an analogy yesterday that says if we, if we practice and work at or give third to the fleets, the um, live these lives, we would be amazing because God is there and God is desiring these things. Let me give you a little bit of the background the history and the timeline. We're going to get into the specifics now of what this discipleship program is and where it has come from, where we are at, and we'll have time for questions. 2000 and 2001, a lot of a vision. This has been a burden of mine personally for several years. It started with probably a little bit backwards with a little bit of desire for witnessing and evangelism, shared a flow, play, and that. but that really led me is just one product of it. I noticed that my entire, I had 10 pages in the, the evangelism forum, and the first nine were about abiding, unless you abide in Christ, unless you have, that the world will, will you have ability to believe. See, this, this topic comes up, same burden was on my heart, discussed it throughout, really, those last couple years with many, many brothers. Just coffee talk and different things, kind of the typical. At some point, it changed into, and I, you know, I have several, I'd say, wonderful individuals around me in my life that sometimes say, theory, what can we do on my heart? A different movement, a di something different with my day that can help accomplish this. So that's where God started to form a vision, and we prayed about it earnestly, and God was able to form a vision. Let me get you caught up here. In May 2001, the, the changed. For the first year, I'd spent a lot of time physically trying to type some things and do some things, and, and I don't know where that all came from, but God really finally said, that's enough of that. I'm making zero progress and I'm attempting to do something, and maybe it's just too much of me involved in it and had ideas, and God put it on my heart, hey, brother, let's put it out there. So I contacted many brothers 
to assist in the Savior. And I have to take one step back here. While I was doing this, I prayed, Lord, for assistance then. Lord, how can we do this? I honestly need help. I, I will fail on my own. Clearly. Not even, I wouldn't even get close. I wouldn't even call it failure. I call it a step below failure. And my cousin, many of you know, was down the street. I was at Barnes & Noble's sitting there working on and getting nowhere. And he likes to read a lot. And he came into Barnes & Noble's. And I'll make a long story short. It was exactly what I was praying for. Mike had the same things on his heart. Mike had the time available right now in his life to assist. And from that moment on, it was like a freight train. And many things fell. See the product of what? That was probably in around April. And we had many discussions and prayer time together. And that, that led us to preliminary discussions in May and set up with goals and topics right there. June to give you a taste. In 2000, many brothers throughout contacted to assist creating an in nothing overwhelming for any brother taking a deep lesson. And I'll give you the year. It was not any brothers, it is just an initial list of brothers that some of my certain have had it. What, quite, quite a few brothers to ask. And to get on the phone or to shoot an email to people about a topic such as this and say, I need your help when most people are extremely busy with families, children, jobs, careers, church responsibilities already. Hmm. What would we do? Well, not a sir. Every single brother said, email it to me. A few brothers said, send it to me. I don't like the computer. Email. I'll write it out. On one condition, you retype it back in. Said, fine, we'll take care of that. Every single brother, and I, to me, that was such a powerful display of God's grace and mercy. And, and I'm just thankful even for the church that we have, the love and the desires that we all have together to promote good things. In July, initial drafts of the deadlines will return. We try to make a tentative uh, deadline for camp. Say, let's take a look at what we can get that can be given to individuals. So most of the lessons came back. I'll tell you about where we're at. We are very flexible on that because we don't want anybody to not do it just based on timing. And I see a few brothers in here smiling. Uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting for a few of those. August 2001, Eastern Camp Forum on Discipleship. Strategic, we really wanted challenging to not be able to interact, to not hear the question and answer, to hear the entire vision behind what is God leading. It's difficult. It is a way to actually put it out there publicly and see from many different walks, many different churches to see where we're at and see how this can apply into your life or into your church. So that strategically, we're really pushing to have something ready here for you as a forum to discuss. And one here, what we expect to do is receive the initial drafts back and begin editing and proofing. We will make significant effort into editing and proofing. A couple quick reasons why. Look at these keeping them on our line now. But they're tones. People, they come from a different base, different philosophy text and the accurate that I don't assume in but the style have to come together so we automatically it needs to be correct sometimes if it's those things need. so we're going to discuss take a couple months to really pour through and edit it grammatically and systematically give it a similar style and tone pull it together and changing the fonts I mean there's real specifics on a computer so things you have to do some people are laughing too there's a lot of things you have to do you can't just snap your fingers and I wish the computers were really like that please put this all in the same style I think <laughs> fits apostolic history. A little bit more challenge. That'll be nice. Somebody work on that. Bernie or Roy, you guys are in the business. Let's let's take care of that. In September and October, oversight by leadership. Once edited, at where we're treading now, a lot of this is not finished yet. It's half finished. 
have discussed with many of our ministering brothers and many of our elder brothers and very, very excited, are willing to be on a final elder review board to take it to its completion to make sure it really fits in. The effort is productive. The effort fits with what our goals are. The effort fits unless we understand from a top-down, bottom-up approach collectively that we're all on the same page, we're fighting against ourselves. We have to all be on the same page. And this is one of the reasons why I'm not passing out a lot of things right now. Many people ask me, let's put it out. There is going to be, I believe, a speed to market issue, meaning push it fast. Let's get it out. I have a class next week, next month. We can do some of that. We can give you some of the lessons that we have and I'll go over them. But I would ask that we have a little bit of patience and if we want to apply ourselves to anything, I'll give you a call on this at the end, to apply ourselves to speed up the review process, to speed up the process where we can get it to our leadership in a finished format and say, take a read, take a week, take two weeks, use it as part of your devotions for a couple weeks, see how it works with you. Some final adjustments, we do need to pull some different philosophies. We all know that we have a little bit of different philosophies that run through our churches. That's normal. That's the way God has left it to some degree. We're human. We struggle at that point. Just we're ready to go. But well, the tentative deadline is around September, October for that. And I'm, I'm hoping to be, I'm not sure if I'm being conservative or if I have wishful thinking. I'm not sure which. Some people are like, well, this should be done in September 1st. And some are like, you'll never get it done until 2005. So I'm not sure who's right. But early 2002, I'm thinking I'm being somewhat conservative because we're going to continue to push this thing physically done and engaged, been through reviews. It's, we can count on it being doctrinally sound. We can count on it being accurate and, and being a helpful tool as opposed to something that is confusing that is not helpful, that is too full of um, individual ideas, et cetera, et cetera, is the initial. Let me end, and I'm going to get through more specifics about the program. But on the timeline, in and of itself, are there any questions? Again, I'll get back to any. Let me move ahead then. <laughs> I did put a caveat up there. All future items are subject to change and open to suggestions, guidance, and especially the Lord's continued blessing. This is a work in progress, constantly, every single day. Ideas, suggestions, move left, right, experientially, open to that. <laughs> I don't view my role as, as a role of this is the way I see it so much as let me help assist, a focused place to keep a timeline running and keep some people moving in the same direction. <coughs> I believe we all have a lot to offer here. What is the discipleship program in, a, in, a, in, a, in an overarching sense? For instance, who are some of the individuals to be discipled? Well, they include those that don't know the Lord yet. I cannot think of a better witnessing tool than to put those who might be seeking, may not, trying to understand into these lessons. God's word. Where is it? What does it do? Many, many people to an understanding of what God is calling them to if they're included in it. It's an idea. New believers, clearly. I don't think I need to expound on that. Been the fit. It def all of us needs levels. Small groups of four in there, a, an intimate enough group that the leader of the discipleship series with that group can get intimate, can know them. It is not a classroom setting such as this, where there is no openness, there's no interaction. I would expect that that group becomes like a little family that they share, they assist, they know, they talk openly together. That is a way to do. But I think that it, there is a little bit of um, critical mass issues. When you're a little bit small, you have to leverage certain things. Leveraging with four to five to one may be the way to do this. Groups would meet for about one to two hours. 
maybe once a week, maybe bi-weekly, whatever individuals feel is appropriate, get together specifically for somewhere in that neighborhood. It's not intended to be every Saturday, all day long, eight hours, once a week, et cetera, et cetera. It is one to two hours, maybe a Friday evening, maybe a Saturday morning, whenever is convenient. And there's a lot of reasons for that as well. Discuss, discuss topic openly, including practical application. That is a big, big show. Is everybody in our, you don't make it a specific 10%, maybe you do whatever God leads in our heart. And you ask them to write down, what has God put on your heart? Okay, are you doing that? Well, maybe we don't move off of this lesson for a while. Maybe we need a month on this lesson because we understand it here. And maybe we've been starting to get here, but it's not here and here. It's not in our hands and in our feet. Well, that, so practical application of knowledge and holding accountable to. We talk about, we, sometimes we like to think our church is big into discipline. My personal opinion is it's not. Yeah, real discipline in the early church, in the apostolic church, early church with Apostle Paul, it was constant discipline. Brothers that weren't and sisters were not engaging right now in love. Right now, restoring them to their rightful place. Right now, you're held accountable in love. Right now, and I know we don't do it right now. I'd have been discipled many, many. They're up, down, this, that. Individually, one-on-one -on -one is what I believe would be more term. Men and one. Raising opinion. You can't tie it up. And maybe we'd be better off starting with four or five. Lessons consist of teacher's edition, which is an in-depth, detailed discussion to help the teachers get the real framework for the topic. That's what's being written up right now for the most part. Secondly, you'll see a student's version, maybe a little more of a booklet style. A lot of space for no. This is what I mean. This is what it means is right now I understand it. I don't want just too much highlighting going on. So a lot of space for notes in the student's edition. Okay, what are some of the lessons? We've broken it apart for right now. Again, all open to change and adjustment as necessary. An essentials classes and then a set two, Christian. So the essentials are comprised right now of eight lessons. This is basically just our best ideas at this point. Do not take them as any type of gospel. They are, they are open, love input. The Word of God, how it's inspired. Is it complete? Is it infallible? Where does it basically come from? It's authority, the necessity for it, it's sufficiency, it's inerrancy. The canon, which, this page, get this to some degree, and Maccabees and this, and some people wonder about Hebrews and James and what, 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 what. And how do you even know where you're reading? Where did it come from? Those types of things, the revelation. Those are important things to know if you're going to claim that you base it on this Word, that you can answer that question. God, the character, nature, existence, trinity, creation, basically God. character and nature, God's image, God's relationship to man from the fall to Jesus Christ, the covenants, sacrifices, Judaism, Old Testament. Jesus Christ himself, his character, his nature, his sinless life, his atonement, resurrection, ascension and return, his offices, the duality, the divine and human nature. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. It's a generation aspects of the Holy Spirit. Salvation. Faith and repentance, justification and sanctification, grace, God's call, gospel call, how it happens. Is it available to respond? How am I saved, basically? And the life of a believer. What is the life of a believer in general terms? You'll see that these are all specific lessons. The life where's fellowshipping and what? Surprised if they end up exactly this way. So. Which I think would probably be a good thing. That means we're putting some more thought into it. Discipleship lesson set two, the life of a believer. What is it and why is it important for Christians? It's the best way we can define it. I'm going to go through these quickly, just in the interest of time. Studying, teaching, being in the Word, lesson one. Two, prayer. Three, worship. Remember these over here? Number eight, 
now these are all broken out into individual lessons, which I think makes sense and needs to do that. The word, prayer, worship, fellowship in the church, witnessing, evangelism, personal ministry, our gifts, our talents, baptism, the water and the spirit, the Lord's Supper. And there's so many, like obviously some of these baptism, Lord's Supper, boy, I, had a I started with like 22 in the essentials. I said, well, that doesn't work. You can't have the lessons of 50 of them in the essentials. That's the way I started. So I shifted some out. The Lord's Supper. Hell, eternal punishment. Heaven, the new earth, the new heaven, eternal blessing. Faith and works relationship. Knowing God's will. <clears throat> Giving, tithing, charity, and faithful stewardship. That includes everything like our time, etc. Stewardship of everything we have. Our gifts. Marriage and family. Christian terms, throw them, a lot of them around. We're going to have a lesson on clarifying them and understanding them, their biblical basis and what they actually mean so we don't accidentally use the wrong one at the wrong time and lead people down a wrong thought process. Perseverance for a Christian facing adversity. This is the initial set. So quasi being worked on that are in thought process modes. They depend on, some of them are specific ones just like this that maybe have been there for all time. Things like fasting and other apps. There's going to be lots of topics. You can't put them all in. So the current philosophy behind this is they will have an essential set, a secondary set that is man a la carte. Individualizing things. Church has a, uh, yeah, is there free will and dif different things like that. Those types of lessons are also being worked on and will be there to assist on an a la carte basis. I think is probably the best way to go. Fasting as a topic in your church. But some of them need to be in here. Maybe some will get taken out and replaced. It'll be a working document of what we think all collectively work is working best. Give you some, some of the status. There are 31 brothers currently actively working on it. Many more supporting it in prayer and many more on lists that are saying, the hands up, just give me a call, which is so humbling. And I just think you know, it gives a lot of credit to what we're trying to accomplish. There's 24 initial topics. I think I'm up to 16 since I put this together before camp. 16 drafts have been turned in to date. This is important. The lessons have really been outstanding. I can tell you, I don't know how many phone calls I've received from brothers working on one lesson for several months. And I had uh, several wives tell me, okay, <laughs> this is taking a lot of time on this one lesson. Do you know I haven't seen my husband in so-and-so? And, and that's not, we're going to talk about that. That is not what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, Annie was teasing me the other day and said, Sabrina's first word is going to be discipleship. <laughs> I said, good, bad, uh, <laughs> I'm pulled in both directions. The effort that I have seen go into an individual lesson has been extreme. Many of the brothers have told me it has given me an, an, a completely new understanding and appreciation for, not a different but such a deep understanding. I have focused months of effort and prayer scripting for three or four or five because many, many people may look to this. Oh, the pen to the paper is slow. And it's a lot of effort. And the lessons have been thankful. You can get just, just so you have it, but I am, cetera. But remaining drafts are pretty close. We should get most of them, I think, by the end of August. We're basically, in my opinion, we're right on schedule. It's, it's kind, of, kind of nice to do to keep keep the albatross moving because we're across all the, the states and everywhere. 
how to institute this in our churches. And this is, I'm going to get some theory. I'm not exactly sure, but a few opinions I'll hit through briefly. Train a trainer session with several of the mature brothers. Have it like an open invitation. Some ideas are right now, maybe towards the end of the year or early part of next year, have a retreat type. A, a, you know, pick a February, and when it's all done, bring the, the elder review board, the, those actual writers of each lesson, and do a crash course teach a Friday night four hours of going over each lesson, Q&A, pray together. Like those that are interested in being a part of leading this in their local congregation, get together maybe all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and just give it our best kickoff, best attempt from, from the mature. From there, you can go back to the churches and then maybe teach some of the others that are interested. So not everybody, if we have to fly or drive or take a, can, can teach it in their own churches and get it established. That's one idea of how to, kicking it off physically is probably one of the, you know, getting off the dock is, is, a, is a challenging thing. So I'm putting out some ideas that may not be as, we're going to try to get them out there. Those are the brothers who have the desire to begin the program in their church. Upon the completion of accelerated course, maybe start to lead a discipleship group of, uh, of four to five individuals. The goal long term is really to get all of the members within our churches to go through it. For many, it will be a strong refresher in a call to action, a helpful reminder, even some good documents to use. Many understand this, but are looking for good tools. So getting everybody through it, so we're all on the same page, convert anew to the faith. But it would be a helpful thing, in my opinion, to get the entire church through it over time. If we can go that way, it would be, in my opinion, a good thing. It would help us. We standard of reference itself, even here, teaching I could do it in my own life and be there. And I think that's what the real call to action is. What are some of the other specific tools? Bound notebooks. Let me give you this one. This is just, just for, so many of us, you know, look at things visually and we want to see something there. This is just a, an idea of how a teacher's manual may look in here, and I just put them in this way. Here's like a lesson, the first one, Essentials of the Faith, the Word of God. This one was returned recently, and it goes through that. Lesson number two, the topic of God. They're all in the same format. They all have... couple other places so that's in a hard copy to keep that updated in a hard copy format is extremely challenging so we will probably on some level annually make whatever number available you know 25 or 50 as part of a foundation I've talked to a lot of the brothers in a for and you can order them just like you can order certain things and you can get 10 whatever you need better is some of the uh, using the technology that God gave us the website it will be up there so it's accurate. Call will be found. It'll be ready the next day. Very likely, it will be under the Apostolic Christian Church Foundation website and very specifically under the Domestic, domestic Actions Projects section. If you think about the Domestic Action Projects, it is our organized effort by the leadership of the church to have a foundational, all the churches together saying, whatever domestic projects we have to assist the believers in, in preaching the gospel and teaching all, that's what it is. Whether it's a youth choir, whether it's marriage enrichment, whether it's a discipleship tool that you can call down and look at, it will very likely go there. And we have brothers that are willing to pop it up and be the administrators for it, making the changes as necessary, making it workable fonts and all that. 
We have brothers ready to assist in most geographic regions. Obviously, as much as there is willingness and volunteering, we don't need to be having people travel all over the world to do these things. There, just like we even have in the foundation trustees of regions and areas, you can have individuals that can kind of be maybe a, a, a mentor or a sister in a local area. Those are some of the specific tools. I do need to hit this. Specific things to avoid. Increasing the load on brethren that fragments families and relationships. This is not another thing to do to take up time that is already limited. It is to do things correctly to free up some time from those things that are not doing it right. But it is not intended to add on to things that will fragment relationships. It is not good that the wives did not see some of their husbands for a long period of time or the children did not see their father. We have to get that in the right frame and in a right flow. So this is something to avoid. Weakening of structure of the local and national church. This should not blur the distinction between elders, ministers, and brethren. This is a helpful tool and as leaders in any type of uh, an area where they overarch that authority that God has in place in the church. Elite. It is not follow me or do things like I do or now I have been discipled and now I know everything. If that is the case, then we'll have to go back to the lessons and go over them again and put a stronger one on humility and, and the humble lesson. It, it, oh, you haven't been through discipleship? <laughs> Well, then I don't want to hear your comments. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Focusing just on new converts, that would be a big mistake. Big, big mistake. I want to, from my heart, drive that home. That is an easy tendency, would be a fatal error. And then we'll, and then we'll look back and we'll wonder what happened again. And creating copies of ourselves. I think there's a tendency. The discipler, the leader, is not saying... Do it like I do it, exactly. Obviously, there'll be a lot of that to some degree. Here's what the Bible says. And God allows lots of room within the Bible. Tons of room. Not everyone has to be an accountant. Not everybody has to go to this school. Not everybody even has to go to college. Different ways, different places. Teach the biblical principles and allow God to work. Not creating a carbon copy of me. Matter of fact, that is a real, really will hint towards getting back to the externals and missing and fake copying you. But if the heart, that's, that's where it's really at. Okay. Question here is, Roy, I'm going to ask you to read this for us. This is a nice idea. We're getting to the end here. Can it practically be done? It seems like a lot of work. It seems a nice call. Can it be done? What does it say in John 14, 12 through 14? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall, ye shall ask in my name, I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Our role is a sober assessment of the current status of things. If we do not soberly assess where we are at, it will not prod us to move forward. Number two, fervent intercessory prayer that we may outgrow in the grace of can do. Me and his when I, the church is liberally used with me and another brother or sister and move forward. Commit to growing in Christ on a personal basis. Very similar to the, I, I think, a wonderful sermon that we heard last evening. Starting with the individual. Assist in the work of teaching others and get some justice and improvements for our tool, for this program. Be active in your mind and heart to assist. Roy, could you read Matthew 16, 18 as well? And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Put that verse in there as well because it goes back with the other point. Can this be done? And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against God's church. In his will, standing forth in his will, that God may allow it to move up and down and different things, but his church, the remnant, will be there and will remain strong and his word will be preached. I take a lot of those matters to heart that we, we receive not because we ask amiss. For, for the preaching of the gospel and the growing of the saints, that is clearly God's will. Praying that fervently with an open heart and desire to follow through, God will perform it. That is his goal. In the interest of time, I'm going to limit this. Read a few phrases. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. Skipping, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. For question, two verses that I think are important. I therefore so, so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. And Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy, I have fought a gush my the faith. We're not going to not these regard others to grace. We're going to fight certainly that we can say what Apostle Paul said, that I have finished my course. I have run a good race. I think we have some time for some questions. I'd like to open it up for commentary, questions, anything is open. Yes? through it or it likely would take one topic every like two weeks if you did it for like one hour sessions probably take like two weeks we're trying to get through them in a couple hour session if possible that can all be adjusted correct the essentials first and then the second two things if it's a small enough church that there's no other place for them to go there's no other discipleship program starting each quarter with a different leader that they would either, if it were close enough to the beginning, maybe if the group wants to start over, or what I would recommend is that there should be simultaneous programs going on constantly. That was the idea. Every month there should be a discipleship program started in different places of the church, or every, and, and they're on their schedule. You just wait three or four weeks and you jump on the beginning of one. A lot of those types of questions are excellent, and I think we're going to format through them. Brother Fred. Exhort one another unto love and to good works. And thank you for that exhortation, Brother Fred. Yeah, Brother Don. That would be a method that may work. Put some, you know, really put the information out there. If we go through that, you put a mailing out to all the leadership and you explain it and give six months ample notice or three months. Put information on the websites, so a lot of powerful websites nowadays with the youth groups and the foundation. Put some of the brother Mark. Really, we need time for some somebody, you know, when we're in Warren, I'm not that far away, or there might be the local brothers there that can take a look and go to the local churches if they miss it. I think we'll have a couple, three ways to make sure we have complete coverage. Some ideas. What else? I'll, I have Brother uh, Jimmy right here. I would say that 
all we have to do is earmark something to the foundation and we can take a look at how it can, it can be spent if necessary. Long term, I think there should be some cost to this, but it may be minimal. It may just be a cost of desire and heart, but there will be, probably be some you know, initial. People are just bearing them you know, as, as necessary, I'm sure, in general. But I'm, I'm sure that Brother Jimmy and Sister Janet would take a donation towards a discipleship program. I would like to create that type of a fund, yes. Because there, we can expand it beyond to those in limited places and, and maybe there's things we could do, send somebody down to Puerto Rico or here and there. And yeah, There's things that our churches need that are little remote cases. Maybe we can leverage. Yes, Jimmy. If you want to, if they want to start sending funds now, just send it to the foundation. But then to have it put under this, just put the cycle. Okay. See how things are just working out? I love it. <laughs> this, is, this is wonderful. Uh, Marcus. Stan, um, there is technology, web-based technology, that, that can enable this to be phenomenal. There, there are things like learning place and that kind of thing where you can literally have an online uh, a, a, a mentor, a, a, an online leader, and everybody agrees to get on Monday evening at 7 o'clock to see a vision or something like that. So we don't even have to drive. Absolutely. We use that at work. It's Contigo and different other companies right. where you can absolutely, as if you were there. Right. The only thing you can't physically touch the person, but everything else works. I absolutely <laughs> like donate. Cost. They are types of I love to continue to give them. In the regard of I've been in the group, and if you don't have a personal relationship with the leader, with the people in your group, you're not going to speak well in the So it's, it's great as the web can be to do. It can be in your home on your computer. You can have one window, you know, with this going. And to clarify, I think I heard two things there, that you have to be involved. You can't, again, allow it to be a telling. Now, that's exactly what we're saying is a little bit of, of an issue. For those places that cannot come, somebody in uh, Vancouver right now that they just physically don't have individuals there, maybe this moment, maybe they can log on. 99% or be, we're talking about individual churches, not a discipler for one church here in Florida and one church, and they have a group of four or five in five states. That's not the idea here. It's right now in our homes. Not so much question, more of a clarification. You said you wanted to do this about four or five in a group or whatever, right? Yes. So that would mean maybe in a big church that would be 15 or 16 small groups of leaders, possibly? Possibly if they're all going on at once. <coughs> I, w I would love to think that they would all immediately, you know, potentially get going. You may do something like so six or eight going on. And I think some of that's going to have to be based on the, the actual demographics that are going on in a church. If the load on the leadership and those that are capable of starting this out is so extreme, then I would say that set aside one or two brothers, allow them to do this and get through six or eight and allow that process of reproduction. If God had us have all of our children all at the same time, I think we would be extremely challenged. So there is something to giving, trusting that we have survived for many years, trusting that God is moving forward, getting it in there now and working on it, but letting a couple years do.